Sea Stories. Lives touched by the sea. Admiral William Brown, founder of the founding father of the Argentinian Navy. That's an appropriate place to base uh, St. Bridget in, in Dublin. I want some Spanish below as well. Hi. Oh, lads, how you doing? How's it going? You are you? Eugene, You're, yeah, yeah. Eugene, John Murphy. John, how you doing? You're doing good. <laughs> the time is good. Always, that's us. This is Sea Stories, Lives Touched by the Sea, a radio documentary series for East Coast FM. Hello and welcome to Sea Stories, the series about lives touched by the sea. I'm John Murphy and today I'm going aboard the St Bridget, a 26-metre steel-hulled Dublin Bay ferry that has scheduled daily cruises from Dublin to Dunleary and to Hoth. The boat is moored on the opposite quay to the convention centre and is right beside the bronze statue of Admiral William Brown, more commonly known as the father of the Argentine Navy. This is the first cruise of the new season and I'm here to chat with the owner Eugene Garrity and take a cruise down the Liffey out to the raised Eastlink toll bridge to which Eugene has fond connections and then into Dublin Bay and then to our destination Dunleary. The gangplank is being lowered now and I'm about to walk up and chat to Eugene and find out more about him and the cruising business. That's the gangplank down. This is Sea Stories. Lives touched by the sea. This is your first cruise today? Well, no, this is our third one today but we haven't... We haven't gone to the market yet. Oh, yeah, getting organised for the new year. Yeah. Uh, we came up from Dunleary this morning, then we left here at 11. And then we left Hoth at 1. We leave here now at 3 again. We'll leave here at 3 again, yeah. And where are you going from here then? Dunleary. Back to Dunleary. Perfect, yeah. Where are you part? <laughs> Dunleary. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you're going to go down for a spin? Absolutely, yeah. Good yeah. recording opportunity. Are you guys go, are you guys going on a, a back yeah. Dunleary, are yeah. you? Yeah. We're just making a little radio programme about it. Right? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, should be good. I think it's about, what is it, two hours now? About an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah, I've always wanted yeah. to do it, so uh, it's actually my birthday today, so she's... This was birthday. This was, yeah. or, uh, my birthday was on Monday, but she's taking on my mystery, mystery day today. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It's pretty obvious now. She's part of it. Yeah, I had a few guesses. <laughs> Have you done anything like this before, at all you into boats? Um, I, I was, I did a bit of sailing, but I've never done this actual tour. I live out in Black Rock, like, so I live next to the sea. and so you'll know, um, you know all the sites, but yeah. it, they look so different. I want to know what I'm looking at, you know. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll ask you for your opinion at the end to see what you thought. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go for it. It should be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it goes out to... Is it is it all the way to Docky, does it? Yeah, it goes, yeah I think it goes down to Docky Island uh, and back around into the Neary then. Yeah. yeah. Into the marina. Yeah, it should yeah. be good. Some good history around there. And everything looks so different from the sea. Look, yeah. Dublin city and yeah. the coastline is brilliant from the sea. Yeah. That's what everyone says. Yeah. Hiya. Hi, yeah. how are you doing? Hiya, how are you getting on? I have a booking from Michelle. Michelle, yeah. This is a very seaworthy looking craft, isn't it? Yeah, she's a good, good craft. That's yeah, very she, sleek. She was, um, she was based in the west of Ireland for years, you know. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's she knows about sea that one. Yeah, you wouldn't get much of that here in comparison. To no, the west you coast. wouldn't. But we tried we tried to go just in, in calm weather, you know. Um, yeah. Which is most like last year was fantastic. Yeah. You know, like it was one day we didn't, so we had to cancel. You know, start last year, 2013, the start of the year was appalling for easterly gales. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, I remember it. Yeah. I was refurbishing this boat in Dunleary. I thought I'd never see a fine day again. I came over to the east coast and said, "Oh, it's always calm in the east coast." 
the sea, green water was coming in over these people. I said, oh, Jesus Christ almighty. The, the devil must be following me. <laughs> but your family, your, your family you're into? Do, Doolin, yeah. Yeah, we, for yeah, a long we have, time. We have four ferries down there. We do a cliff some more uh, cruises and uh, the three islands, three iron islands. So you're no stranger to big seas? No, and you wouldn't want to be a stranger to this game, I can tell you. No. It's an infliction, that's what it is. Okay. Boats are an infliction. They say boats are owned by people for the pleasure of their friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I totally understand that, right? And in fact, all the people. Another friend of mine used to say, "If it flies, floats, or fornicates, rent it." <laughs> Everyone we've talked to in this series understands that intimately, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a, it's a passion. It's a, it's something just grabs you. It is, yeah. And has your family always been at sea? Yeah, uh, my father, um, Jack Gary, he, he died uh, seven years ago now. He was always involved in the sea down around Clare and the Aran Islands. He had a close association with most people that lived in the Ireland, particularly Inish here and Inish man. Inish was a bit further out. He used to have a good relationship with the trawler owners in Inish Moore. Yeah. Because at the time, they used to land their fish in Galway City as opposed to Rastaville, which is further west. And uh, he got to know all this because then he started off a fish processing plant in Doolan. And uh, that's continued on now with my brother and my nephew. So what Gary you, Seafoods. So what persuaded you to come here? And decided. Well, I um, I moved to Dublin. Uh, I was fishing with my brothers, fishing salmon under the cliffs of Moher and down by Loop Head when the salmon were running big time. Uh, going back to hasn't today or yesterday. Now we caught them everywhere, legally and illegally. Um, we can say that now because it's it's a, it's, a, it's history. <laughs> um, we had to compete at all levels, you know. But um, I remember coming in from fishing one day, and this was. Um, about 1978, I got a phone call from a good friend of mine, Tom Cusick, who said that a company in Dublin were looking for, I was a carpenter, uh, so my time in the uh, were looking for a carpenter in Dublin, so I came up, I started working with Irish Inco, um, that was about 1979, 1780 maybe, and, uh, no, 79, and um, I came up and started working on, out in Killiney Bay, company were building a sea outfall for in, in Shangana and I worked there and then the company got the contract to build the Eastern Bridge for the famous Tom Roach of Roadstone, Connor Roadstone Holdings yeah. and um, there was two of us left in the job in Shangana like jobs were very scarce that time yeah. and there was a fantastic carpenter who remained nameless he, like he was a Trojan worker and um, I got the word anyway that I was going in with the engineer I headed up the project manager, Peter O'Hare from Monaghan. I was delighted, like two years' work, Jesus Christ, what a break. So I came in and there was no sign of the carpenter. And I said to Peter, I said, Where's the carpenter that we've, like, that would do three days' work in one? Mm. He said, He does three days' work in one, he said, and he might turn up five days a week. This is a tidal operation, he said, We might have to work Sundays, we can't depend on to come in on a Sunday. What a, a dreadful thing, you know, mm. but anyway. So I was only two weeks on it when the skipper of the tug became ill. And Peter, not knowing anything about the sea, turned around, knew I knew something about the sea. He said, usually he said, can you drive that tug? I said, I can. So I drove the tug for two, and I couldn't, but I drove the tug for two years. I got paid 24 hours a day for two years. Put me on my feet. At the end of that two years, you could drive a tug. I could drive a tug on the Liffey. At that time, the Miranda Guinness and the Lady Patricia I remember were shipping... A boat, a Guinness to England and used to go down there probably once every couple of days we used to let, have to let them through when we were building that bridge 
And I remember after taking uh, taking the helm of this tug, pulling big old barges around the river and not knowing what was happening, really. I had to wrap myself around the pile down there one day to let the ship go through because I hadn't the power to pull this uh, the small little tug I had, I hadn't yeah. the power to pull the pontoon up against the tide, you know. Yeah. But uh, it was an experience. But look, these, this is, this, these are the things that make you wiser, I suppose, you know. Um, but now from the bridge of your own uh, ship, yeah. looking down the river here, you see the bridge you, you built. Yeah, you see, yeah. I mean, it's sort of full it circle. Is a, it, is, it is a kind of full circle, but there have been lots of uh, intriguing circles in between, <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> but this is yeah. a family operation. You're a family. Yeah, your daughter's is, involved, yeah. Yeah. My daughter, yeah. My daughter, uh, Avian, who's a, um, an actor, and uh, she, she worked in Fair City for three years. Um, she has her own um, speech and drama college as well going. She still works in RTE, she does continuity there, and um, she does a lot of work on other radio stations with uh, voiceovers and all that kind of stuff. In fact, she has the equipment now, she can do it from home. This is marvellous. Or do it from anywhere. Um, so she has been enormous. My, my, my wife and three daughters have been just uh, incredibly helpful and uh, supportive. And uh, without them, I couldn't have done it. Like this was, I'll be telling you later, this was an extremely difficult thing to do. Liffey cruises. Oh, yeah, it's, they're amazing looking craft, aren't they? Uh, and the Killarney. Killarney, yeah. Now a restaurant just off the convention centre. Um, there were two of those, they were built. They were, they, oh, look how soon he's opening the bridge. Like, there's no need to open it that fast, you know. Um, there's another there's five minutes before we get, four, three minutes before we get down there. You have to rev up now. Yeah. It's uh, because he stops the traffic for three minutes longer than he should, yeah. you know. You can always you can always slow down as you approach it until he lifts it. The yeah, at the we last can, minute. We can turn yeah. as well, you know. If, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want you to turn around and take a photograph of you. Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, right? <laughs> we'll try and make which, it which? As, we'll try and make it look as classy as we can. Is that a Cork yeah, accent? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, both yeah. Cork, Cork people are great sailors. You'd be fine on this. I know I haven't sailed for a while now, but uh, but I did sail. I was down in West Cork, so uh, there was a lot, lot of wind down there. Yeah, that's yeah, grand. That's yeah. going Yeah, we're just going through um, the Eastern Bridge here, which was built and opened in 1981. 82 maybe, I'm not sure, but around that time. And uh, they're just opening up the bridge there now, so the traffic stops to allow us go through. It takes about three, in total the operation takes about three minutes, so it's not that bad for traffic, as well as that they don't open it during rush hour traffic. No. Uh, so you have certain limitations to when you can go through, which is grand. We work our, um, our schedule around that. Um, 
So yeah, it was built. Uh, it, was, it was great because really, it's the only bridge. It's the only bridge on the, that doesn't choke the Liffey. The rest of them are absolutely choking the Liffey. They like cause this. problems with water flow. Well, no, it's just yeah. that uh, you know Other, yeah. they don't like. Okay, the Samuel Beck is supposed to open, but that's not Shinsky Lella. Yeah. Um, so um, this one allows, uh, at least this one allows traffic to come. Like this is the basically the entrance into Dublin City. It is. You know. And then your initials there painted underneath as graffiti, no? <laughs> oh, no, they're not. No, sorry. <laughs> Sadly, there was, um, you know, you see those uh, those fenders? Yes. Uh, the, 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 the piles that they're uh, capping yeah. are Greenheart. Greenheart, Tim I remember they came in yeah. from, I think, from the States at the time. Yes. That doesn't float, that timber. Greenheart right. doesn't float. No. It's one of the few timbers that doesn't yeah. float. You know, so it's, it's, so, it's very solid. It's not very solid. But... Um, I think it was, I'm not sure which ship, after that bridge opened, about six months after it opened, a ship was coming down the river, I can't remember which, it might have been one of the Guinness boats that, uh, well it may be, no it wasn't one of the Guinness boats, I think, I don't know what ship it was, but it hit one and damaged one of the defenders, okay, so knocked a chunk of concrete out of it or whatever, but then the same company, Arashinko, had to come back and repair it, and sadly, one of our great friends at the time that was, worked with us on the bridge there, he actually fell off and, and drowned. Uh, Paddy Murphy, Lord of Mercy in his soul, uh, and he was a he was a fantastic guy, and he used to manage one of the, the pontoons. And I remember vividly we used to have uh, there was a, a steel container as our canteen on the pontoon, of the crack we used to have in that ten o'clock tea or lunch <laughs> or one o'clock. It was just very memorable, I have to say. But sadly, you know these things happen, and uh, yeah. he was he was absolutely adamant that everybody wore a life jacket when we walked on this. But the day he died, he wasn't wearing one himself. That's this is what happens. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. So all the early boats and the water on the moorings here beside the pool bag yacht club. Yeah, but actually, lots of them stay there over winter. Yeah, it's all them coming through. Yeah, it's, a, it's a kind of unique in that sense because they leave them in the water a lot of them over the winter here. You're listening to Sea Stories, lives touched by the sea, a radio documentary series for East Coast FM. St Bridget, St Bridget, Epsilon, 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 St Bridget. Uh, good afternoon, uh, we're coming up behind you there, I uh, see you in the middle of the channel there. Which uh, direction are you heading in, please? Epsilon separated. Yes, well, we, we keep over close to the south side now, and uh, we're heading for Dunleary. So we'll be proceeding down the channel to Point India, and then <coughs> exiting off to starboard. That's fine, so you'll keep to the south side of the channel. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. So, okay, we're just leaving the river now and passing Pool Beg. Ahead of us are two ships, and behind us is one ship following us out. Just a small swell, but a lovely day out here in Dublin Bay for a view. You listen to Sea Stories, lives touched by the sea. Today is the start of another tourist season, and we're aboard the St Bridget, a 26-metre passenger ferry, which is owned and operated by Eugene Garrity and skippered by Eddie Kane. Comfort of the passengers is pretty critical for us, so any gale warnings, really, we, we, we don't go to sea. Um, in its inaugural year, on the Hoth, Dunleary and Dublin run, the St Bridget carried over 30,000 passengers, many of whom were Irish. I think they were keen to get a view of Dublin from the sea, and many, it was their first time. Dublin Port and Falcher Ireland are keen to encourage the St Bridget and see big potential for growth from visiting liners and in maritime tourism generally. The visit from the tall ships bears huge testimony to the capacity of the Liffey to accommodate large shipping. Unfortunately, it's not like um, a civil service job. When you go out the door 
um, at retirement age or in the evening when you finish work you can go home and relax and leave it behind you yeah. this is an infliction the season infliction you have to and you're going to inflict your kids and your grandchildren with it you know every job at sea is like that every every connection to sea whether it's for leisure or for business if it's your career or your obsessions i always say it's like that isn't it yeah, it is, yeah. it's not something you can Forget about it at five no, o'clock. No. And certainly, you're certainly lucky if you end up working at something that is an interest outside of work, you know, which of course I think is with all of us. Um, the more than you guys have diverse experience to bring something like this, don't you? I mean, you come from deep sea yes, uh, and, and background. The ferry business, passenger business, then for the last 30 years, you know, which is what this is all about. People expect certain standards, you know, of hygiene and uh, behavior on board and uh, how they're treated. and Eugene and his family have a lot of experience in that regard, you know. So it's a good combination. Other operations, absolutely, yeah. yeah. We're just approaching the entrance there now. You're familiar with it. So dead ahead of us now yeah. is the two east and west piers of Dunleary Harbour, the beautiful granite harbour of Dunleary. And some early sailing boats out. The boats, of course, are coming back into the water now for, for the new season. That's right. And... Uh, the sun is shining on the water and the clouds are behind the Dublin Mountains with just a bit of blue sky. And really it's the scene I love, Dunleary Harbour and the houses behind. Very nice yeah, For the first time, of course, this year now, um, I think the first time in probably in history, uh, we're going to link Dublin City with the seaside towns of, um, of Dunleary and Holt. Yes. So we're going to have a permanent... Uh, daily schedule linking Dublin City with Holt and Dunleary. You know, so we're very excited about that, and I think that will be. I can feel at this point in time that it's going to be a huge attraction for tourism. And Fallshire Ireland and Dublin now, the tourist uh, driver of Dublin uh, um, City, are really behind us now and pushing to get this thing moving. And the connection with the, the connection with the Dart is very good because you can go one way and come back on the Dart, or vice versa. It's really good. I mean, you can. Yeah, we have a good collaboration with the Dart. Um, Dublin area rapid transport and Dublin bus hop on hop off now uh, one ticket see all Dublin bus all of the city and a cruise on the bay and also if you travel with us online uh, if you book online you automatically get a voucher that allows you to travel anywhere on the dart on that day for two euro so that's a great combination for us because we can sell the one-way tickets from any one of the harbours and the, um, the dart connects the harbours like when you get off the boat you're only five minutes to walk away from the station. Yes, yeah. So now we're just getting ready to enter Dunleary Harbour and turning into it. Now all the passengers have come out on deck in the wind to watch us enter. And the funny part, I have to have a contact with the outside world coming alongside. I can't be inside a bridge. I have to be on deck or something yeah. behind the wheel because I'm never used to being down below at sea. A bystander. I'm always in the cockpit at the wheel or something coming alongside. Because you have to get a feel for the wind as to what way it's pushing or something. This is the swell you were talking about now. The yes, exactly. Just yeah. test, it tests someone. Do you wish to go out or not? It's not too late to return. Because <laughs> <laughs> all these yachts in the summer present you with a challenge coming in here. The two, the two really. But to be honest, mostly they really are uh, you know, aware of the collision regulations, so we it's, it's little dinghies, I suppose, with young children in them yeah. can create more problems. Lasers, kids undergoing training, which is very nice to see. The, the larger cruise boats 
they're quite conscious of the restrictions we're all working under. So let you concentrate now. Okay, John Grant. Thank you. Nice talk to you. Did you can stay here. You're welcome to. Oh, we stand back. Some kind of a. Oh no, it's that chap. He is one of these very fast. Yeah. Laid things. It's capsized. Those ones ever was it? See there. You're going your starboard bow there. Yeah. No, I don't think so. He's hitting behind the sail. Now he does. It's a sailing school in the rock. Yeah. You see the fellow on the blade ahead? Yeah. yeah. They're very fast, aren't they? Yeah, amazing. They didn't see you behind our main. Amazing. No. Amazing, really. Well, we meet them quite a bit. It's a sailing school, I think. And, uh, is, uh, you know, I suppose it's more hazardous type of vessel. Well, the harbour master does send out messages to them, you know. Oh, he does. He's very good. Um, Signing codes. Yeah, well, they're very organised here. I've had a few uh, incidents where I had to come to a complete stop. Yeah. Oh, well, and wait to see me. Yeah. 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 And ribs, etc. Yeah. Uh, they had the Laser Worlds here last summer. Yeah, that was magnificent. It was magnificent. A number of dinkies in and out every day, but it all worked very well. Great for the harbour and the clubs. We're just turning to come alongside the East Pier now, which is where St. Bridget Berth's number one berth to let our passengers ashore. We've had a very pleasurable journey aboard the St. Bridget. The sun stayed out and the rain held off. Dublin from the bay is a beautiful sight, and you'll have a whole new perspective on how things look when you see them from the sea. Getting a vessel of this size licensed for taking nearly 100 passengers involves engaging and interacting with many different agencies. This is about safety and vessel inspection, and Eugene Garrity, together with his skipper Eddie Kane, have in all cases excelled in their efforts and determination to put safety at the top of their agenda. Was that like being on that Titanic at the bow there? Oh, absolutely. Down the <laughs> exact, exact. No, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just uh, lovely views, yeah. and um, had a great time. And we'll, we'll be back again, but we'll be with a crowd during the summer, I think, yeah. next Very time. Good. And yeah, maybe yeah. without the champagne. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> <See you. laughs> All the best. Running any business these days is tough enough, but adding the sea to that business mix puts your efforts into a different level. It demands resilience and true grit, and Eugene has demonstrated both in terms of his vision and his determination to see it through. If you want to get further details on sailing times, check out DublinBayCruises.com and check out our website, seastories.ie, for photographs of our crews of Michelle and Niall, also known as Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, and of course, find more sea stories to listen to. I'm John Murphy. Join me next time on Sea Stories. Next time on Sea Stories. I think uh, you have to have special people, particularly my wife. Um, she is very tolerant. The only, the only thing I, I do, I feel for her, particularly when I come home after a long trip, because when you're a master on a vessel, you're actually doing your own thing and people are doing what you want. And when you go home and you say to the wife, I want this, you're very quickly told where to get off. And you're not on your ship now, Mr. Captain. <laughs> so it's kind of, yeah, it's one of these things where you, you've got to... As I got older, I learned to actually shut up when I got in, uh, put the discharge book away, put the uniform away, put the bag away, and then wait to be told what I was to do. Sea Stories is a 21st century Vox production for East Coast FM. 
and the programme was produced by Pat Hannan. Find out more information about Sea Stories. Visit our website, seastories.ie, or go to facebook.com forward slash seastoriesireland. Or follow us on Twitter, at seastoriesirl. This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, with funding from the Television Licence Fee.